Start at 97040.3, episode 12 of this auditory discussion. Now, you might be wondering, wait, I just listened to episode 1 of auditory discussions on Starfleet and Stardate. Why is this now episode 12? Well, you would be both correct and wrong, because... One of the topics on the docket today is time travel, so you're welcome. Among other things we will discuss, and by we, I mean Le Pedant, myself, the Great Benamus, hello, and the Iconoplast. It's pronounced correctly. It is. The three of us, and routinely one of us at a time, preferably, will discuss nah. the following red shirts. Because we did not continue that on our prior episode, which is actually 11 prior to this, but also only one. We will, among those, the concept of ludonarrative dissonance, Federation technology, and yes, we do mean the holodeck. Also wow. replicators, but we'll see how fun it gets. And, of course, time travel. So I... Now defer to all three of us in no particular order, which subject we would like to start with. Realistically, it will be our favorite red shirts and how well they perform in their civic duties to Starfleet. You mean they don't. Who's to say? They really don't. Well, who wants to take first swing at this apple? I think that's the Iconoplast's well, main spiel. If we're going that way. If we are, I defer to ye. Well, I, first things first, I'd like to put a, the, a, definition, a definition on red shirts, because there's been some... Thank you, that would be appropriate. So, there are, in the archival footage... Thank you. There are main, main officers... Tropes? Tropes that we're watch, and then there are ones that do not get the similar amount of uh, narrative in the historical archives. They so, do not get the appropriate time and the, circumstance uh, yeah. of other more well-known only because they lived longer types? True. It's almost as if they were cannon fodder. Mm. An appropriate euphemism. Yeah, and, and Ensign Ricky comes to mind. Oh, Ensign Ricky. Yeah. This is going to be a dangerous mission, and one of us will not come back. The away team pool consists of myself, Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Ensign Ricky. That is grand. I don't think I've ever seen that in the archival footage. I think you're right. It is uh, perhaps a spoof. A spoof on a comedic take on the perhaps. archival footage? Perhaps. But, but the question that I ask... But does Ensign Ricky make a valid point... With his ah crap. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Here's the thing. So, Starfleet officers are the finest trained in the entire galaxy. That can be up for some debate for later time or previous time. Interesting. Is there a correlation between Starfleet and the American military of the 21st century? Military and Navy, but yes. Military and Navy in, t in terms of view towards it. As in the posturing and, yeah. and I, I self-aggrandizing? Yes, good word. Because I suppose every culture has that um, view that, you know, our team is the best and everyone else sucks. Oh, that's just a team thing. So, from a Earthican viewpoint... Earthican? Yeah, approving of this My fellow Earthicans. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So oh, yeah, we could always fit that those references <laughs> in all the time. Horror, horror. <laughs> you are technically correct. We are getting way off topic. Stardate is brought to you by the great taste of Charleston Chew. <laughs> uh. So, so from our viewpoint, the Starfleet officers are the highest trained, most most uh, well-trained, well-educated can defeat any evil that comes upon them. Among the white humanoid species. Whoa. <laughs> Easy there. 
easy there. We're going to start off with some uh, real discussion. We had a Chinaman or two. This can't go to air. <laughs> Frank. He's dead. <laughs> Twice over. We have anyway, channels. best trained, or are they? So, they seem to be well trained, but they die a whole lot. That conflicts with your statement of well trained. But I or does it? No. Here's the thing. You have... I need a sip of my Aldebaran whiskey. It's not green. Anyway. See, we're sipping... He's got replicated scotch. That's, it's yeah. replicated Shame. scotch. Scotch. Shame. Scotch. Not bad. Scotch. But with, to that, crotch? I kind of have to... Not crotch. Scotch. Easy. To that, I have to kind of just interject a bit. Indeed. The main reason is you have what was formerly known as the Klingon Empire. True. Okay. Formerly entire, known? entire... Is it still, still kind of known. Like Klingon... Uh, the Klingon Empire joined the Federation they did, yes, in the, 2837. The, it, it's it's no, no longer really a, a empire. It's, more it's not a, a competing it, empire. It's a constituency of sorts. Conglomerate? Mm, yeah. the, no. They don't accept others. The People's Republic of Klingon. Ah. <laughs> anyway, for the, the Democratic Republic of the Klingons. <laughs> the Democratic, the Democratic Republic of Kronos. Ah, that's that. it. Sorry, that's, my mistake. That's it. That, there we go. The DRK. Now that we, <laughs> the DRK. Now that we have established now that, we've established that it it is an entire race of warriors to the fact that they have duplicates of almost every organ. How does that, with, as I recall from the archival footage, mm -hmm. Picard saying that they have the mega strength, mm -hmm. mm. there is no way a puny, squishy humanoid can go up against that. But what about, dare I say, the two-hand punch? Against a Gorn? Against a Gorn? If it could take down a Gorn. It is a Gorn, though. That's not a Klingon. I know, Have you but ever tried a two-handed punch? The physics of it just don't work. And here's the thing: all of us in this room are married, and when you do a two-handed punch with a wedding ring, it gets stuck. It gets stuck in there, and then it clangs on. Top. Using twenty-first-century terminology here, of course. About the thing is, that was a Gorn. Maybe. Oh no, Kirk was just—he was. Maybe he was superhuman. Born and raised in Iowa. That's right. Cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> what up, cornbread? Oh, he ate some of that GMO corn back in the 20, hey. 22nd century. But Colonel's the size of your head. But it's just I don't I don't see how a human being, especially a red shirt. A human red shirt can go up against something like that. Anything. Anything. But let's... They've also of... ran against other entities and fared equally poorly. They have. The Borg being one of them. Um, the black squishy thing from... <laughs> black squishy thing. Oh, yeah. I know what he's talking about. Uh, I think that's... they just called it the thing. That's... It was the thing. That's the technical term we're using. It was just called the thing. Yeah. And it, um, it was the thing that, no, that wait, killed Yar, right? Yeah, that killed Natasha Yar. Natasha Yar, yeah. thank you. I could not remember her name. It was, just, it was the embodiment of like evil, malice. anger, and malice that essentially Picard scolded into submission. He was Picard after all. Which that is goes, the second Picard maneuver. Which goes into... Just, the lesser known. The lesser known Picard maneuver, just scolding. Because mm -hmm. people are into that. Type. And the third Picard maneuver being ordering. Earl Grey. Yes. But that just, that, that, this is a topic for another time. It, it will just be. goes back into just how Picard is just awesome. Mm. And the best captain because he can subdue an entire... That will be alien. a discussion. It will be a discussion. He can subdue an entire all-powerful alien just by scolding it. Who else could do that? Not many. Not many. But... And Yara wasn't even a red shirt. She was not. But she, she, was was, a, she was the embodiment of a red shirt. The red shirt, under this colloquial term we were referring to here, is cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. 
those who are of the lesser ilk. Those who those are who are disposable. You so might does say. that so does that go into the face that Star that Starfleet is not really as noble as it seems? Is Starfleet grooming pawns in the board of chess? Oh, pawns. Yes, um, P A W N S. Yes. Probably. Maybe that's how they assign their commissions. Those who are fit to live past adolescence. Dude's probably at least one. Some. Yeah. Not all. I'd say most. Oh. Incidentally. Some black... live long enough, but never pass rank of ensign. The black squishy thing was called Armus. Thank uh, you. That's what it is, Armus. Thank Armus. You. Armus. He's dead now, so that's why I forgot his name. He is dead. All we know him as, as the guy that, the thing that Picard scolded. Into submission. Into submission. But this is not a Picard. It is not. It is discussion a discussion at the of the disposable ones that Starfleet throws mm. at their enemies and wants them to just take the brunt of damage, so to speak. The pawns. The ones who advance first, die first, and ultimately accomplish very little. Other than so. protecting the more important figures. But how are they so amazingly well-trained? They're well-trained in their assignment of death. Well, that's, that's a good way to put it. The question comes up, though, if Starfleet, it pins itself as a noble, scientific... What? If they view themselves as something... As Superior a, in every facet... Superior, searching morally, for ethically, greater scientific, moral, mm -hmm. you know, psychological gains of whatever. That's their goal. Security always seems a bit like an afterthought, like a necessary evil rather than a, you know. You mean we gotta think about how do we secure this thing? Nah. Well, that kind of no, that kind of works though. If you if you really step back does. and look at Starfleet as a whole, they are not. They're for advancement military. over. Anything. Therefore, exploring. Ex exploration, advancement, discovery. The, yeah. the yeah. exploratory ship, the Enterprise, brings families with them. You know, True. You know, all versions of the Enterprise. Children, like that. they bring with them. And they, they gather all these families. They gather all these, you know, women and children. They gather all these, you know, civilians onto this giant ship, a thousand people onto a ship, and they say, just go. Just go out there. I don't care where. Just not here. Just go find something interesting. That's just, just on a tangent on that. You might say to go where no man has gone before. True. Or and no man, woman, child, child, I do thing. have a question just on that. It's just going to be a small tangent. To, uh, before you do that, to quote... James T. Kirk in the opening narration Quote of, faster. of the historical of the historical archive. These are the voyages of the Starship Starship Enterprise. It's five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. So we have explore, seek out, and boldly go. That was all that is the entire point of Starfleet. It's, Correct. Is to just explore. They are not a military faction. Going back to the fact mm -hmm. that on the Enterprise you have families, women, women and children, which begs the question: Men what? and children too. Fine. Men and children. Men, yes. Women, children, infants, yeah. single people. You got your house dads too. Hairdressers. What? Okay. Uh, what? Starfleet fashionistas. Yes. Fashionistas. What crazy person goes? Hey. You know where I want to go far away from my home planet? How bad must you hate your family like in-laws to go, screw you guys, I'm going that way. Well, worse on that, who is a low-ranking military scientist and says, you know what, I want to go far, far away. I'm bringing my husband and my children, my husband who is a bridge engineer, and my four-year-old daughter on are we board. Going back to, are we going back to O'Brien? It would seem. <laughs> yeah, O'Brien brings his... He brings his daughter and his wife, a school teacher, and she's not even school a school... School teachers are important. They are. They are. 
But she's not. She's a school teacher because she was bored. I mean, yeah, but that I would, goes. Yeah, I get that. Like she was just a. a she was a botanist. Not and a lot of plants to discover and in she was, DS9. Yeah, not a lot of plants. Unless space. you have a lot of like things coming in and you can go into the marketplace and buy stuff. But apparently, Theoretically. But apparently she was just like, eh, I don't got enough plants to study. I just want to teach kids because I'm bored and I got nothing to do with my day. What accent are you doing right now? We're not quite sure. A little bit of a Brian with a touch of... Southern drawl? Yes. Would you say Missouri or Alabama? Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah, 21st so she, century Missouri. Yeah, so she just, like, wants to, just, like, she's just bored, and so she wants to teach her kids and, like, some other kids. And other kids. And, and she's like, well, since I'm teaching my kids, I might as well teach the other kids as at the well. same time. And, like, it seems like that's what a lot of people do. They're just like, I got stuck on the ship going in the middle of nowhere. Might as well just take advantage of what I can do. I believe that's exactly what happened to a lot of people. On the various iterations of the Enterprise, uh, one notable example that I'm thinking of would be uh, what's his name the uh, the one who later becomes too powerful to be kept on the ship of the original archives. You might say. Um, you gotta give me more on that. Charlie X is the name I was looking for. I'm uh, trying to remember it. He was the one, he was a seven, like, pre-twenties, like, 16, 17-year-old, who becomes telekinetic, and then the ship has to decide how to handle him. That one. That so, was in the original? That was the original or? archives. It, you might say uh, season one, episode two of the archives. But it's so nice that the archives made like seasons and it's just well, a way to organize them. That's how they yeah. were. It was how they were grouped. No, I'm saying it, it's it, a nice thing. Major they, moments happened over a 28 had, episode season. They had an entire chunk of time and then they just stopped. Yeah, they didn't yeah. quite finish their five year mission. There was almost some type of like break in yeah. the recording of the historical archive. Something like that. Some computer error. But. How do we tie that back into what we were talking about? Perhaps the archives are incomplete. Yes, and perhaps. If they aren't there. Going back to how people are bored and sometimes don't know how to handle their commissions. Does that mean that they just are on a suicide mission? Sometimes. Is that what we're saying? Think about some of the ones who accept... Some of the ones who accept commissions into Starfleet were to escape... Lesser experiences. Some, I think of Lat- uh, Natasha Yar's example of you were her say running. Natasha Yar, weren't you? I was going to say Lieutenant Natasha Yar, um, of her trying to escape her experiences prior to Starfleet, before her system was annexed. How many of those types were ones that become said cannon fodder, looking for a better life and not finding it? That just made me really sad. Uh, well, we, are, that, we are here for deep moments and philosophical discussion that's, um, of a, that's a historical moment. Of is the Federation really is a utopia as it says? Correct. That is uh, episode further discussion. Episode twenty three. I, I yeah, that is a good. That, that's actually we're talking about time travel, so we can just jump all over the place. We can do whatever we want. We man. can. We have the wormhole. Mm-hmm. The so. The wormhole. The, the wormhole. To the uh, Delta Quadrant? Anywhere. Gamma Quadrant? Gamma Quadrant. Let's go please. crazy. Delta Quadrant is where you get lost. Gamma Quadrant is where you can wormhole to. Yeah. We can just be real crazy and just do what that big giant floaty head thing did and pull the uh, Enterprise into the center of the galaxy. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? But that just actually made me very sad. a message from the big giant head. That's a so, different universe. going back to the dissonance of this narrative, does it factor in so, with the moral superiority of Starfleet? Well, here's, does here's, it, here's do the they melt. Accept, do they accept the fact that they know some of their cadets that they've trained are eventually going to die? Do they accept this and promote the object of being a member of Starfleet above that 
do they promote seek out the not glory because they don't pursue that but the honor and the you know i think excitement as much as starfleet wants to tell us over that, the risk that they're focused on science and advancement of things in reality they're they're just about bunch of about die for your country as a good old us of a was in the back in the 21st century among others yes among many others. Among many others. So that just shows that... They, they had a sense of patriotism without the state. Patriot. What, what would you call a patriot of, a, of Starfleet? That's an excellent question. That is a really good question. Well then, let's just look at what patriot actually means. The, the definition... According to our millennia in the future definitions. Of course. We're going by the old... Um, the new Oxford Dictionary. The we're, we're looking at the old ancient Oh, the old dictionary. ancient dictionary. Yeah. The old Oxford. The old Oxford. We call it the old Oxford. They called it new. Yeah. Yes. It's because they didn't know any better. You know, past, future, The old present. Oxford defines it as... So I think it's the old Oxford. I can't read the font on this thing. It says, a person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies or tractors. There were no countries. There were no there countries, were countries, but there were but entities is, representing it countries. It is a giant entity. Starfleet itself is a display of patriotism on a galaxy-wide scale. On a planet-wide scale. Starting planet-wide, base being Earth, and but reaching out. reaching out, recruiting new, becoming galaxy-wide. Good examples, perhaps, being Spock. Who put Starfleet above? Above Vulcan. Above Vulcan. Above According being human. Universe. Above many things. Uh, yeah. Picard is another. Data even. Data for not being a member of any species as we define them at the time. That that will go on into later discussion. It will. It will. Federation tech. But but then do <clears throat> these how uh, as. The iconoplast referred to them so eloquently. The cannon fodder fall under being patriots, for they serve their country. nation or country, Starfleet, admirably. I would tend to think that in every time period, there's always a group of people that tend towards that feeling of. My team is best. Nationalism, you might say. You can call it my nation, my group, my tribe. Some kind of... My people. Some kind of pride. My, yeah. Some sort of pride, yes. Pride in that. But the question that I come up with, as I take another sip of my Aldebaran whiskey. We established replicator scotch. Replicator scotch. We have Aldebaran. We have the green. It's green. We have the green stuff that data serves. Anyway, thirty-two sixty-five, a good year. <laughs> when you talk about what we watch in the in the archival in footage. the historical historical archival footage, <laughs> do not spit back your alder alderburn whiskey. It's a waste. You cannot consume once what you have. Do not waste your whiskey. <laughs> You cannot consume twice. That's what I was also really trying to say. <laughs> As it has been known to say. Anyways. What kind of footage? What's being told by the cameras in the archival footage? The recordings. Is, is often quite Historical. different from what the, the story is telling us. The, what the viewer might infer from the story versus what was actually happening, yeah. you might say. Yeah. So that's where the issue of little narrative dissonance comes into. True. Now, yeah, the dissonance of being what they're trying to accomplish versus what we see happen, how they conflict. Yeah. Now, specifically, that term applies more to video games, Ludo being the root of game or play. True. But the idea is a similar one in that the the camera, the framing, the visuals tells us these guys... The story. 
these guys are pansies and can't do crap, and they, they routinely die in equally depressing and horrible ways. deplorable ways, but not then, befitting honor. But then the story tells they us they do not die warriors' they deaths. Died warriors' deaths. Correct. That's well, what the story. Well, the story tells right. that these are the best and the brightest that that humanity the best, the best or the best, that sir? Starfleet has With offered. With honors. That these are the best, because at the time, the Enterprise or Deep Space Nine, or these were big postings. Correct. So They were honorary, for, not honorary as in like serving a title, but honorary no. as in like they were worthy of serving that. It was oftentimes people would mention that like, man, I can't believe I got assigned to the Enterprise. I can't yeah. believe I got assigned. This is the posting everyone dreams of. Outside of Kirk sneaking onto it, but... Well, he snuck on it because he couldn't get there by his own merits. Right. And here's the thing. When you have that, you you get posted to Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, the exploratory ship Voyager, if you want to go there. If you want to go there. If you want to go there. Yeah. You are put there with the thought that, you know what, I'm going to be aboard the flagship, or I'm going to be aboard an amazing ship. Also, among even the lower ships. Even the lower ships. uh, You have the the Defiant. The Defiant is one. A good little ship. Tough little ship. Little. But, you get posted on these ships. The USS Discovery is another. Discovery. Uh, The Stargazer. The Pegasus. The Pegasus, you might say. Even to be discussed Why are later. all these ships named after human mythology? That is from Greek is from and Roman. Day. But all these ships have... Episode 37. <laughs> all these ships have amazing technology, which you would Correct. think would aid you... <laughs> thank you for the segue. You'd think would aid you as a red shirt. You but would think. they don't always. No. Why is that? We'll get into that after this. So, we will refer to, as yet, unknown sponsors at this moment. Thank you. We are now back with Stardate. We welcome you, and now to lead into our next discussion, as so brilliantly segued, we are going to consider why are Starfleet vessels so... As the expression goes, armed to the teeth. Consider, they are at their peak. They are absolutely formulated for weaponry, for entertainment, for medicine, for many other things. They have all these options of how superior they are. But do they need to be? this superior? Do they need to have all these things? For an exploratory vessel? For an exploratory vessel. Yes. Do they need to have phasers, photon torpedoes, such advanced sensors that often are used in military escapades more than they are scanning nearby nebulas? What say ye? Do you realize how often they meet people that are just like, dude, you stepped on my land, I'm gonna kill you. Territorial Arguments, you might say. But here's the thing. If you're an exploratory vessel, Starfleet's... Prime Directive? Prime Directive, as you would say. Episode, episode 56. 58. Six? Six? Sorry. Six, yes. 56. Um, their moral superiority, so to speak. That would kind of hamper you to go, oh, you're going to blow you me up. You are technologically inferior to you me. You are technologically inferior. I can blow you up right now. And then you have, you know, let's take... The greatest captain ever. Picard. Who could just... Up for debate. (laughs) That's episode five. So, who scolded the... What was Godlike entity. Yeah, what was his name? Started with an A. Artemis? Armus. Armus. Armus? Armus. 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 Whatever. Armus. Armus. You you have Picard. I can't watch that pirate movie. It was rated R. (laughs) Yes. You have Picard who's able to talk down the embodiment of all evil things. Malice and sentience. And Why evil. does he need to have such a showy display of force, so to speak? Or machismo. Oh, that thing's charging his weapons? Worf, 
arm everything we have and lock on to it. Also, put on the shields that seem to block everything, but also nothing. How do all the... Okay, so, this is a question. You have shields encompassing the ship. Correct. Shields do not allow nothing to come in, but allow things to go out? Yes. How does that work? And, consider this, shields do not work at warp. Or, do they work for teleporter technology? That, yeah. Sometimes yes. Sometimes Sometimes no. Sometimes no. So, are they as technologically superior? Depends on what the writers want. Are they, as technolo- <laughs> are they as technologically superior as they posture? They what? As they posture themselves as. Postulate? Is yes. that the word I That could be. I, I, well, I don't know. Well, let's go into it. Think about some of the options that they have. Are their weaponry as superior? Are their... I think we're getting back into the jingoism discussion right now. The what? The jingoism. jingoism. Jingoism? Yeah. I don't I'll leave that to you. Starfleet rules, Klingons rule. Correct. Yeah. Are, is that accurate? Or is it told from a certain narrative it, it's, perspective? It's, it's told from a perspective. If Including history. History, as everyone knows, is if the historical the archives were written as a like all Klingon series or an all Romulan series or an all or a telenovela or anything like that, there would be a whole lot of difference. I would love to watch this. <laughs> that would be the greatest. Thing. <laughs> hey, hey, mi capitán. <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't have. It'd be like me, Capitan. How dare you look at me that way? Do not take me to your quarters. You will not take me to your quarters, but I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Back from the dead. Anyway. Okay, so are they as superior as they say? That's uh, episode 11 right there. Starfleet. The telenovela. El Starfleeto. Ah. You, know, you know who would be great as a replacement for Seven of Nine as a Hispanic Seven Please of Nine? Please tell. The, the only person I can think of would be like Salma Hayek, an actress from the 21st century. Appropriate. Heck yeah. Anyway. That'd be great. And an all-Mexican cast. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, cast? What do you mean? You mean crew. Crew. <laughs> I'd love Ricardo Montalban as Captain Picard. <laughs> Somebody needs to contact the, uh... The, uh... Who is the man in the mythos? Gene Roddenberry? Yes. I think he's dead. Well, depending on the time period of this recording. There we go. We need to make an all-Hispanic start track. <laughs> Star fleet, fleet track? Track. Something. Star fleet. Star... Star fleet drama? Star treat. Star treat. What? Star fleet drama. I'll go with yes. that. Jordi of Florges, uh, Gabriel and Glaciers. <laughs> Man, what you want? <laughs> we are going way off topic. Anyway. Tradition. Back to... So what are we talking about? <laughs> Tech. 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 Teleporter. Weaponry. It's weaponry. You have an exploratory vessel armed to the teeth with, with proton torpedoes. Proton torpedoes. Laser. Cut into phasers, sorry. Uh, Ref- Shuttlecraft re- that can outmaneuver Reflective things. shields. Reflective shields. Why does an exploratory vessel need such heavy weaponry? Because it doesn't know what it's going to see. Yeah, but the thing is, you can... That is that. That is such a very... If ex- you are... If to you use are the expression of, like, a... You know, former m- method. Be the one who... Uh, I believe... I forget which American of the 20th century said this, but it was one of the leaders of that time, said to speak softly and carry a big stick. Mm-hmm. So your method is, yes, you're going into this innocently, but you know you'll win if you thing. run into confrontation. If you really wanted to do that... If you're just, really sticking to the innocence of your mission... If you're well, sticking to the innocence of your with, mission, just, just arm Going your without ships. weaponry... No... 
Is that better or not? There are... Is that morally superior There are cases where you will need a phaser. Sure. There's a bunch of asteroids coming towards your ship. You need to blow them to bits. Use a phaser. Phasers are important uh, tools for surgery as phasers well. Phasers are plenty. Sure. Photon torpedoes. Why do you need the equivalent of a nuke on your ship? Excellent question. I will Be- defer to the iconoclast. Because technology is neutral. Is it? It is. It is the user that gives it malice or positive intent. Or negative. Because I, I, that's what malice see, means. You I, can I you can use a kitchen knife to kill someone. Or you can cut some onions. Or you can cut, but when you You'll say cry either way. I love that. That's beautiful. You you won this podcast. Yes, that is our title. <laughs> You'll cry either way. You'll Correct. Cry either That's way. about right. But, but the the point is that that is a sharp object, and it was created for the purpose of cutting onions and carrots and whatever else. But that gach, it can cut some gach, and it can chop through some hasperat like no one's business. But that's but you can also use it to stab someone. Or completely evaporate them, in the case of the disruptor. In the case yeah. of a disruptor. Which is technically a souped up phaser if you really want to look at it. S- slightly different technology that accomplishes the same thing. It's so it's it's a phaser set to kill will do the effectively the same thing that it, a if disruptor. You, disruptor. If you want to bring it to the twenty first century, a bullet is nothing more than some gunpowder and some metal. Which is essentially a stick of dynamite. Just saying, a stick which of is dynamite. good for excavation or good for blowing things to smithereens. Yeah. Yes. And so, are saying that the nobility of Starfleet is n- not really that much? Is it as noble as they twenty-first postulate? As they postulate, uh, just because you have the tools of war doesn't mean you have to use them. Correct. But do they use them nobly when they do? That's that's well, another discussion. Depends on your captain, depends on your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. History I mean, is told by the victor, after I all. just going to say that. Great minds think alike. Indeed. So, all that said, then becomes the metaphorical discussion of the moral implications of the teleporter. Here, you want to take over? <laughs> No, you can do this one. No, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Is the teleporter as harmless as it seems? Is the teleporter as harmless as it seems? The thing is, I I say yes. Why? Because. Knowing the arguments being, are you the same person who goes in as comes out as as brought forward by Lieutenant Barclay? We're totally not ripping off. An entire old in a old uh, historical figure, uh, historical archivist, known as CGP Gray. Indeed, we're totally not doing that. He, not at all. He postulated. Totally are. Totally are. No, this is totally so separate well, here, and totally. Here's the thing: if we reference many people as research, if we uh, reference one person as ripping them off, oh, we have many people. We, we have, have we have many sources. So, like many others, CGP Gray said that. The teleporter converts matter into energy and then, and then energy back. back into matter. Which cannot be the case. Because then you... Starfleet Pot says you can email yourself to somewhere else. I mean, we've figured that out. We've shown that it is possible here in the vast future. Sure. Yeah. No, this technology has existed for some oh, time. Oh, heck yeah. You guys are wrong. Sure. We'll go with that. But, so from a 21st century perspective... Oh, they're idiots. So the biggest, we will honor them. But the biggest question about this is the issue of consciousness. Yes. Does consciousness break, and is there a... Is there a... Is there a break? pause? Is there a disruption? Is there a disruption? And does that mean that there is a... That one person... Discontinuity. Is there a discontinuity between one 
person on board the ship and that person on the away mission. Is there Will Riker and Will Riker A? Which and actually that, happened. Indeed. Yeah. And, that, and, you know, Neelix and Tuvok merging into one entity. Did we just establish Tuvix or Neelok? I believe Tuvix was the word that they used. I believe, but do we do do we agree with it? Uh, Neelok I mean, sounds kind of cool. I mean, it it got the name Not itself. Not to distract from the point. It, it did. It named itself. It did. It means it's it's its own conscious being. And that's and thus what? is it morally superior to destroy it to reestablish the two prior beings? You merge two beings into one. Accidentally, but do you have the moral superiority to separate them again? Reason for itself to be separated? That's a good question. But that goes into the the thing that if he says that matter goes to energy, energy goes to matter, then that means that that does energy apply to your consciousness or does matter? Well, that's so pure energy. Is there some took two computer files? So we scan Neelix, we scan Tuvok, we scan them down to the quark level, we put them into a computer file of ones and zeros. Binary, after all. And then we could be a quantum computer. A quantum computer, it could be, but let's just assume we'll assume binary for convenience. For for twenty first century audiences that are listening to this. Scans it down to ones and zeros. Then energy creates one being because of a glitch above in the it. matrix. A glitch in the matrix creates two into one. So, if that was the case, then they were just like, "All right, we'll just like go back into the patterns. We'll create a new t- Neelix, undo a new, new Tuvok, and then we'll just leave Tuvix as it is." So to be fair, that would be an endless supply of new beings. Yeah, why can't we just clone all the best captains as much as we want? Fair question. That goes into the point that when... D- um, it d- then the, brings the question of Scotty yes, in the pattern buffer. Yes, exactly where I was going to. Scotty in the pattern buffer. Is that the same track? Scotty who went in as who came out? Does he age? Apparently he or did not. not. He did not age. Because he, he did was not age. Stasis. Does he acknowledge in his... Consciousness, the period of time spent in the buffer. He did no. not. He did not. So to him, he was like in co- like in a coma for like a hundred years. Does that imply that there is no consciousness in the pattern buffer? It would seem to be. So, so what happens when you merge two beings? Well, what happens when you dematerialize one time? Fail to ma- rematerialize until a hundred years later. You do not realize the passage of time. Yeah, you do not. Essentially, so, so you might say death. Yeah, so for Scotty, that was instantaneous. Like you die and real, are rejuvenated frequently. Yes. Yeah. So, is that what they were trying is it, to is it say? Is it a death and resurrection box is what you're trying to say? Yes. I did hear legends speak of a... Other race called Cylons that had such thing. There is such rumors. There is such rumors. I don't know how true they are. I have They're no hard to validate. Oh, you gotta read more, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not all historical documents are in the video format. That is true. Or auditory. For Some that matter. of them are in uh, print. Print. Yeah, I believe we'll is the ancient print. term. Print. Yes. So, another aspect of teleporter or transporter technology is the holodeck. Yes. Other forms of technology and forms of representation, yes. That all kind of goes together, because if you look at the phaser, it's just... Turning matter matter and energy into a... Tangible substance that will impact something and you can interact with it. Correct. Goes for the same for the... Projections are the same. Yeah, it goes... For the holodeck. The phaser is essentially a weaponized version of a projection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The holodeck takes all of that light constructs and silicon them. You can turn off the safety protocols on the you holodeck. You can. That doesn't make sense at all. 
Why would you have this? You have a safety on-off switch that can be turned off by effectively anyone. Because if I do recall, by saying, "Computer, turn off." Continue program. The hell is wrong with you? Telling the computer to stop things. I forgot that we had to have like an additional name for computer, and like you know, not refer to her by her title. My it's fault. It's not a her. It has you a female voice, so it's. That's just what it like. What your it bird, likes dude. to. What's wrong with you, Joaquin Phoenix? Her. What? I don't know. You're not gonna get that reference. Nope. So it's okay. While we're on the subject of technology. Oh, technology. We we're Love discussing. Feature. Yeah, just to backpedal a little. Phasers. We have established in canon, phasers have three settings. Three settings? Three settings. I'm interested in this. Stun. Stun, yes. Kill. Kill. Overload. Ah. Effectively using a phaser as a bomb. Mm-hmm. So, then begs the question. The phaser has what looks to be a dial setting where you can scale... How much you it want to... It supposedly has 16 settings. It would seem. What are the other settings? Are there settings below stun or above overload? Well, or between overload and kill. Or between kill and stun. Disintegrate? Is that kind of... It would seem there would be one above kill, because you have kill where they drop, and kill where they disintegrate. Yeah. So it would seem there would be some between kill and overload. But are there settings below stun? What is below stun? Exactly. Surgery? Case. Cutting? Surgery? Cut? Because you do have some... There, according you to have the, phasers using according as to like... historical archive, you correct. do have... You can use the phaser to cut through durasteel. through things. Other... Well, not durasteel, but um... Other... Materials. Tritanium alloys. Duritanium. What? Duritanium alloys. Tritanium is a mythological thing. Duritanium alloys. You can cut through with a phaser with enough time and enough battery. So. How does that one battery produce that much? That energy? is another question. Have they perfected energy storage? And that brings us back to replicators. How do you store all that? How do you store all that? Actually, that even just goes to the holodeck. How do you get that much energy to just generate all that you stuff? You feel like that would just bankrupt the whole ship's like that energy would just system. Below the ship, for example. I might jump down a little bit, but sure. generating an entire Fairhaven? Irish town. With people, animals, shoreline story. Story characters well, really and background. Story, well characters like and background is what I'm referring people, to as story. People. Yes. How depth? Depth? Believability? Something like that. The fact that it just keeps on going. How does a ship generate that much energy to While we're at it, that? going back to the Picard days, Moriarty, and also the, I forget the name attached to the character, but Will Riker's love interest among the holodeck. Oh, is that the one where they have the... The one in the red dress. The aliens that were binary? Yes. Yeah. The binars. The binars. Yeah, the binars while they're in the holodeck. Not yeah. holodeck, sorry, the shipyard. They made an entire woman to just... To distract Mo Riker while they could steal the ship. Yeah. Sort of. So... They were afraid that they would say no. Correct. Because, you know, one's zeros after all. Yeah, I got the same. Yeah. So... The amount of energy, the massive amounts of energy that would be used to produce a holodeck. Not even just a holodeck, just a sentient a, a program that sentient. Also, is the computer sentient? Not our computer. We're referring to the colloquial computer here. It hurt so you. that it, it does hurt not you, get it freaked out. It did a little bit, but it, it understood I was not referring to this entity. Yes. But a past one by a similar name. She so, does name. she does, but it will not be named. I'm sticking with she in this scenario. 
hence the voice choice. So, I get to, as you might say, refer, hear a male voice to be that. So, just I don't saying. know why that was ever never a thing. Was it ever a thing? Not that I'm aware of. A male... A male computer voice? Computer? No. Not that I'm aware of. I... My theory, Unless you refer to data. My theory is, dude that made the computer program that, like, initially responded to everything had a sexy wife. Or thought she was? Or thought she was. I mean, everyone thinks their wife is sexy. Agreed. And they was like, hey, my sexy wife's got a sexy voice. Why don't I put her to, like, say all the things ever? Ever. And she, back in like the twenty first century, they had something like that. There was called the Alexa. The Alexes, yes. Were the goggles? Those goggles. Those were weird. Something like that. There, there may have been a, a co, um, somewhere in there, or a dote. What? No, I don't think that was true. So I mean, that's what they came up with, and that's just how it worked. So. But about the holodeck... Mm, many things. There's a lot of things about the holodeck. So we have established Janeway... Captain Janeway, sorry. Captain Janeway. And Fairhaven. Who commissioned Helmsman. Not only commissioned, but... Encouraged. Ordered. Ordered at times. Ordered a red shirt. A red shirt. would say. Yes. To create... A red shirt on the senior staff. Yes. To create this incredibly fantastical world. As a way to do what? To distract them. From? From, uh, it was some astrological phenomena. phenomenon. It was like waves in space, which we've all experienced from sure. time to time. Separate from the warp 10 debacle. Yeah. That's, a, that's a later that. discussion. They uh, essentially... They were experiencing, um... That fills me with impotent rage. <laughs> impotent or impotent? <laughs> impotent or imminent? I don't know which. Impotent. Imminent, impotent rage? Rage that you cannot do anything about? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but you want to do it right now? Okay. So... But yeah, it just... It was essentially that. They decided to... They were experiencing choppy seas in space. Sure. And decided in to space. In space. Decided to drop anchor somehow with their shields. If you know what I mean. Drop anchor with shields, sure. And just ride the storm out. Uh, as you because might say, to continue the works. nautical narrative, to have shore leave. Yeah, essentially to have shore leave. But while we're on the subject, how many times has the holodeck proved productive? Productive. Examples being, I don't know, list four. Tuvok, during Pond Far. Barclay, trying to establish communications with the Voyager. Data, and formulating a formidable opponent to Captain Picard to challenge him. Whoa. And Geordi, trying to solve a question involving the ship that had not yet been solved by science by communicating with a entity of a married woman. I will give you the first two and the third one. The, 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 the first two and the fourth one. The third one, no. It was actually... You want one of these? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm doing... I'm probably going to say it. Nope. You, audience, can figure it out. Two, gap... One, two, one. and four. No, it's... One, two, and four. Anyway, it was... Shocker. Jordy. <laughs> Shocking! It was Jordy who told the computer... I'm just gonna let this go. It was Jordy who told the computer to formulate a... It was Jordy. My mistake. It was Jordy. Our, our reference that we have who for historical... Computer. Our historical reference was inaccurate. It Sorry. was. It was. Apologies for that. I had a, I had imbibed a lot of rum and ale that night. It's understandable. Yes. But yeah, it was. It was actually Moriarty was made as a 
opponent to data. Yes, well, that is that correct. was not even productive. That was just a fluke. Distraction. Well, here's a yeah. here's a strange is that is distraction productive? Here's a strange moral on a five-year mission. Not even moral, technical implication that came from a bit that. of both, depending so, on which one you pick. So, Jordy, I formulated four. Jordy said, in addition to the Fairhaven project, all he said was, "Computer, make an opponent that could defeat data." Not this, not this. Not one. that computer. Like, you have hypothetical. Computer. Stop, computer, computer, stop. Continue program, computer. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we're good. Continue without naming. Yeah. So, it says that line. Yes. It then, refers to the entity that would formulate. Yes. And then that thing creates, has the ability to create Moriarty. Then begs the question. Superior. Or at least equal. Or at least equal. Begs the question. Who is the equal? Moriarty or Moriarty? the one who runs the ship? Moriarty the did experience a passage of time. He did. In the in holodeck. In the holodeck. Which, which should not have been. I have. Also. I know what is involved. In we are not including a certain other character. From Fairhaven? Not from Fairhaven. But also experienced passage of time. A third character who did. The love interest of both Picard and Will Riker. Oh, on the, the holodeck. The Biners, you mean? No, no, no. no. There was that series, that occurrence of the historic archives, yes. But both Picard and Will Riker found this character so alluring and so provocative that they kept going back. It and even made, it even made before the binaries took it away. Yeah. Correct. Because it did, it did make reference to the binary the record never correct. Yeah. And they went back and it just wasn't the same person. The same correct. Person. Without the binaries. So are the binaries relevant to this? Or is the entity that runs subroutines for the ship? Or without using a title. Is it the fact that also possible. whoever programs this thing, this entity, this entity is able to do it with such finesse and such? LaForge was able. LaForge was able to find a program that but brought I, about. That's the thing. It was one statement. He just what said one statement. Blank. Make something that can compete with for, data. For the LaForge one, this the first LaForge one. Not the second. That's LaForge. all LaForge said. Well, the thing is, LaFor when LaForge did that, it was Sorry, the other way. The second LaForge one did that. The first one... The he... second LaForge one was taking data that was already given to it. But then the proceeds to he... try to seduce said character. He... So, don't... tried... He... Well, because I remember that... I remember that I historical arc. I watched it recently. Yes. Because the actual person came on board the ship, and it's like... Correct. When you're looking at this, you're looking at me... And but not creepy. But just, not just in a weird way, a very because philosophical way. The the thing that the parameters that were given to the entity, entity it allowed it to make a construct of this said object. Correct person. It did, but a believable so that, one. So that happened twice. More than twice. More than twice. More than twice. But twice it. <clears throat> I can think of off the top of my head. So that doesn't... Isn't that kind of that realm of, like, when you say, like, oh, no, the power was within you all along. Like, the end of that movie. Isn't that, like, what that's saying to the computer? The music was inside you? Oh, yeah. God, you should feel bad. No, it's, it's like saying, like, the computer always had this within itself. Does that make the computer... It's, it's to, be, to clarify for the, the audio listener, when we say the computer, it is not referring to ours. Right. So, no. to, to so it got mad at us. And it's it like, did, stop. and it, it's ignoring us now, so this this episode of the auditory discussions may never end. I don't know how we're going to stop it. But that's that's kind of that feeling of, like, like maybe the... Maybe it, like underestimate itself. Maybe it's just like, I'm just here to serve my master. I'm just here to do my thing. Maybe right. it's a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. Ah! An interesting question. Is the Star Trek computer 
a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. That goes back to the fact, is Starfleet as noble as it thinks it does? Do you, want to, do you want to bring that up under the purview of the Tuvok situation? How does that even work? Wait, okay, hang on. Her I, ears I, can were what? I can sum it up. Two, two centimeters too small? How do you feel two centimeters? Just look at it on a metric scale. That's not that much. Vulcan. Vulcans are better than us. He was stronger feelings. Just, just suppress them. You just go by touch, I guess. It would seem. I will, I will. I will. A lot more. I will. Fingertips. And... I will minimalize this to two words that simplify it appropriately. Vulcan indecency, you might say. So, then again, Vulcans being a member of Starfleet. Does that supposedly supposedly morally superior not only to Starfleet but all members of Starfleet because because they're Vulcan and they suppress emotions except for Ponfar after all which doesn't make sense mm, that is that begs another question well but Ponfar Tuvok moral superiority. Well, that all falls into Is that an equation? 23. Mm. Do we want to continue that discussion or finish it now? No, that's... That's something for another time, my friend. So in that case, that leaves us with Lieutenant Barclay and his simulations. Lieutenant Commander Data and his you know, Moriarty. What's, it's, it's a shame. It's really a shame that the historical archives framed such as... They had to provide a a ins- like a insert character. Like this is who, This represents you, the traditional this viewer. This represents you the audience. Sure. And still does. Traditionally throughout Millennia later. Throughout the archives there's always been an issue of so like the insert character is strong and capable and Dominates all, but has a weakness. But has a weakness, an indomitable weakness, after all. But then we come to Barclay, and Barclay is something that many people identified as, as. Oh, this is someone who's me, but this is a person. He is the me, but weaker. He's a coward. At he's times, a, he's a coward, but he is. But he is. Brilliant. But successful and brilliant, brilliant, and honestly, produces results. He but does. But the thing is, he is both so as a member of the Enterprise. NCC seventeen oh one D and this goes back to Starfleet the fact Command. that if you are enlisting into Starfleet, you have to have some type of belief in yourself as morally superior. In, yeah, not even just more, but just superior in yourself. Because if Starfleet's mission is to go out there and explore, explore, discover, discover, invade, things, depending on perspective, depending on perspective, you're gonna, you're gonna come up against things that push your buttons, so to speak. Sure. If Barkley is that coward, why was he ever let... Just, just because you're brilliant does not necessarily mean you need to serve aboard a starship. But, but here's the Eventually, question. he does go back to Starfleet Command and just... Do you have it. the persona to <clears throat> handle... Communication the mental and capacity to sure. the emotional capacity. the emotional capacity, mental capacity, ability to confer with others. Now here's the thing, Barkley, by all accounts, did not. He never did. But agreed, he was technically competent enough to overcome that within the universe. Sure. And isn't that a wonderful insert character? For all the nerds of the 21st century who love anime and are great with computers but don't quite fit in with normal society, isn't that a lovely comparison with those who are great with things but horrible with people? Interpersonal relationships. Isn't that a wonderful substitute? And isn't that something that someone watching these historical archives could identify with? 
and could say, yes, that's just like me. I suck with people, but I'm great with fixing com my grandma's Facebook. I know just to how use to use a 20th century reference. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. There's only one thing I have to say to that. What's that? And it is a colloquialism of the 21st century. Uh huh. Excellent. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> well done, my good sir. Now well we're done. dating ourselves. Nothing, oh, we are. Nothing will ever. And with that, I Be think... Be so I'm getting tired. With that, I think we'll have to jump to episode 23. Or travel. back to two. Who's to say? Probably. Time travel, as it says, what is non-linear. What if we go to episode 2.314? 2 pi? Yes. 2 pi, yeah, but we got the decimal. 2.3.14. Let's do that. Acceptable. Episode 2 pi coming next, where we will discuss... Star Many things. We things. may get to start. We may get to time travel. We may not. No promises. We really so, don't know. We don't know, and <laughs> at the same time, you will also not know. Yeah. Until it is over, or is it? It's probably. Not. That's time travel for it you. It might be. I don't know. Better both. So until we meet again, this has been the Econoplast. This has been the Great Beanimus. And La Pedant. Saying to all of you out there, Kapla! Kapla.